Hi, I'm Cynthia Khan, founder of Reviews Now, and I'm here today with Audra and Pat Walsh from the indie band Chaser 8. Hey, guys. Hey, how are you? Hey, Cynthia. Thanks for having us. Well, I always love to hear backstories of how band members found each other. How so we grew up a quarter mile apart from each other down the street in North Haven, Connecticut. And uh, we've been friends since we were little kids because we went to the same school, same elementary school, same middle school. And uh, one day we decided that we wanted to play music and we decided we wanted to play music together and uh, just kind of went from there around like 10 years old or so. Just kind of took off from that point and we've been doing it ever since. That is so neat that you're still getting along and playing together. Yeah, well, getting along, I don't think I said that, but no, yes, we have a really great uh, working relationship, and we really, um, as time has gone on, our, our working relationship and our songwriting relationship has just gotten better and better, so um, yes, it's awesome to have him as a partner for this many years, after this many years, and, and still going strong. Well, I want to congratulate you on the release of your single, Always Be Yours. Thank you so much. Thanks I think you need to congratulate uh, Pat Walsh because he was the uh, man behind the curtain on that entire project. So. Yeah, you know, we, we decided that uh, we have an album coming out at the end of the year, and uh, we didn't want to leave the fans hanging for too long without hearing anything so we thought we'd do some more fun kind of summary tunes with you know acoustic guitars and kick drums and stuff and uh, you know we re-released two uh, the song you just mentioned as well, well as a song called 12 days ago uh, they're both available on our SoundCloud page and uh, yeah you know people seem to really like them it was a lot of fun making them we produced them ourselves so it was great well, I did listen to all the songs on your 426 EP, and I think the track Never Enough is my fave there. Yeah, that's a fun that's a fun dance tune, which I don't think it was meant to be as it was. Um, but it's a fun way to start off the album, I think. I don't think people were expecting to hear... Um, to hear that when the album started and I think it kind of took everyone by surprise and um, certainly when I hear it still um, it still gets me excited. It's the ringtone that the guys have so any time they call me I hear that going off so um, <laughs> it's um, yeah it's a good it's a good tune it's a fun it's a fun song. Well I love your alternative sound and for those who may not know about Chaser 8 how would you describe your music? Geez, I mean, that is such a tough question. I mean, I think the first thing that we always say is that it's rock, um, because it is. Uh, but then on top of it, we're just influenced by so many different things um, that, you know, I don't know if you can actually pigeonhole us into one exact genre, and I think that's what makes it so interesting. Um, what do you think, Pat? Yeah, you know, as we've kind of solidified our lineup, as, you know, the, the current lineup that we have now, we've, I think we've really started to finally hone our sound, and, and that's what we've done for our, our next release, which will come out at the end of the year. So, you know, as she said, we're certainly a rock band. I think our, our sound at the moment and going forward is a little bit harder, a little bit edgier than maybe some of the stuff that came before. So, you know, I guess I think what we like to, to really come, you know, have shine through in our music is, is sort of what we go for, for in our live sound, which is 
have fun, have high energy, have some edge to it, have people remember that they were there and that they had a good time. You know, we want that same vibe to come across in our recordings as well. Well, you mentioned that you have a lot of music influences, and on your website, you have a huge long list of influences. So who can we credit as to be the main influences that influence your sound? That's tough to say. You know, you ask any one of our band members, they're going to give you different answers. You ask five band members, you'll get five different answers. Right. Um, I, I think as far as influencing sound, um, I think for Pat and I being the songwriters, I think that we draw from a, a lot of different experiences and a lot of different genres that we're listening to, current to not so current. Um, I know for myself, as far as, you know, songwriting back in the day, I started listening to the Beatles and Fleetwood Mac and, and, and amazing songwriters like that, and that's what it had inspired me to start writing. Um, so I guess some of it can be drawn from that, but I, I think now um, it's become, for me at least, and I'm, I'm, I don't want to speak for Pat, but it's become such a personal process that um, even though I listen to other genres and other music, I'm not sure that I really pull from anyone but myself at this point. You know, like I, it's a very alone process in which you're just writing what you're feeling, and I, I'm not sure I concentrate on one thing while I'm doing it. For both of us, we're kind of drawing from our feelings and how we're feeling and, and how we're feeling in the moment, whether it be, you know, happiness, sadness, heartbreak. Um, so I think that to call it lifestyle music would just be because, you know, who hasn't had their heart broken, who hasn't been sad, who hasn't been happy, who hasn't wanted to go out and party an entire weekend. I mean, it's just all of these emotions that, you know, it's not just one specific genre that we're focusing on. It, it's just, like like I said, how, how we feel. and you know, hoping that other people can connect with how we're feeling is, is kind of just what we're trying yeah, to do. Yeah, you know, any kind of music that I enjoy, it feels really authentic. Like, you know, I can tell the writer drew from their own personal well of, of emotions. Um, as far as my own songs, the, the mine are not, I guess, you know, Audra and I both write a lot. I would say maybe one difference is hers are a little more autobiographical or minor. I'm, I'm just, you know, sometimes I'll write from a character's perspective. I find that it helps me uh, get through a, a tune. So, you know, I think there's a lot of variety in the writing style uh, that, that we have. So do you have any traditional music training? Uh, what's your background? Uh, yeah, you know, I've, I've been playing guitar since I was 10. Uh, you know, when I first started off, I didn't, I was kind of self-taught. As I got a little older, I took some lessons. I played in the jazz band in college, which is a totally different style from what we do now. Uh, but, you, you know, I, I do have some, some formal training that I, that I pull from. But, uh, you know, a lot of times in rock and roll, it's, as they say, three chords and the truth. So it's <laughs> sometimes best to actually forget some of the formal training depending on the type of song. Yeah, I mean, like he said, I mean, I went to uh, Fordham and I studied music, so I obviously had some formal training, but I don't know, you know, a lot of people have said to me, oh, well, you know, your degree and what you've learned has helped you be a better songwriter. I'm like, you know, I don't think so. I think getting my heart broken a million times is what's helped me become a better songwriter and, and, and really getting to know myself the experiences are what have always pushed me through. I mean, when I was 13, I didn't know about playing guitar or writing songs or anything, but I knew I had something I had to say, so I just had to get it out there. Speaking of getting it out there, 
how do you use the internet and social media to connect with bands and promote your music? Leave this one to you, um, we use a lot of different things. I mean, obviously, we have our website, chaserate.com, and we use Facebook a lot. Um, we use Twitter a lot. Um, we're just out there, you know, we just try to post content that people think is funny. I think that's the vibe that we always go with. Like, if you're in the room with, if you're in a room with five of the five of us, um, we laugh all the time. Like, um, we're always cracking each other up. Uh, every someone asked us recently, "Oh, who's the funniest one in the band?" And there isn't one person who's funny. All five of us are funny together, and uh, it's that's what's great about it. So, you know, we just try to use that vibe, always staying funny, keeping things light, and you know, being very friendly with people. And you know, when anyone reaches out to us um, on Twitter or on Facebook or whatever, we, we'll always respond. We'll always talk to people. That's an important thing. Yeah, sure. we always respond. Like we love, love, love our fans, and um, they know that. Those are our crazy eights, and, and we love them very much. Yeah, you know, the only thing I'll add to that for any artists that are listening is uh, I think it's important not to post too, too much. Uh, if you, like, inundate people with so much content, it can get lost. So, you know, it's important to do all the things Audra said and just, you know, make sure you, you, you post only what's important. Well, since Amuse Now is about artists helping artists, what advice do you have for other indie bands who are trying to make a name for themselves like you are? Um, just keep pushing and keep innovating. You know, I, I think that that's one thing. Um, you know, we had a show the other night and we got off stage and, you know, after the craziness of everybody coming up to you after the show dies down and, and you know, you say thank you to everyone that comes up to you, which is so awesome. Um, Pat and I finally got to sit down outside and have a beer and, the first thing he said to me was, it was good, but it could be better. And, <laughs> and, and that's the way it should be. You know, I, sure, everyone else can come up to me after the show and come up to him. And they did. They came up to all of us and told us how great it was. But when you sit down one-on-one -on -one with your bandmates, it can be better. And everybody knows that. And, and, and I, nothing is ever good enough. And I think that's the thing. It's, it's just constantly innovating and constantly trying to improve your craft and spending a lot of time with each other. Um, I think when we started out, we were spending only a set amount of time with one another and not really getting to know each other as people. And over these past couple months since we've been doing this album and we've had a lot more time, like downtime, we've been just doing a lot more hanging out and not even doing so much music. And I mean, obviously music conversations are always had, but, you know, just hanging out and laughing and joking and getting each other, getting to know each other as people so you trust each other more at practice and on stage, and, and that's just huge. Um, and, and just never give up, man. Just never, ever give up. That is number one. Yeah, I mean, I certainly agree with all the stuff she said. It's important to have perseverance and really work on your craft. I mean, that's the main thing you need to do is work on your craft at all times. Uh, you know, the other thing I would add, though, in today's music environment, there's a lot of stuff you can do yourself. And, you know, the way we started, we did a lot of stuff ourselves before we really sought out outside help because... You know, if you could build your website and build a basic social media presence and get some fans online and get some confident recordings, then, you know, outside folks will take you a little more seriously. So build up your own base yourself in terms of the business side. Um, but, but that is still secondary to everything she just said. It really is true. 
yeah, you gotta have a good, you gotta have a good group of guys. You gotta have a good band, a good group of guys or girls, whatever your band is, or, or monkeys or zebras. I don't know if that's what's happening um, nowadays. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, whatever your group is, just have a good one and know you can trust each other, and and that's that's huge. Right, synergy is really important, and people can tell when y'all get along for sure. Definitely. So. What's up next for Chaser 8? Well, we ha we've been working on an album all summer, which Audra hinted at a moment ago, and uh, you know we've put in a ton of work. We've been recording since well, when did we, well pre-production started in like March. Yeah. And now we're in post-production. Uh, we're working on the album artwork, which is going to be really cool. Uh, I think that's under wraps, so the concept, right? The concept is Sorry. under wraps. We cannot release the concept of the I'm, album. I'm bad at keeping secrets. <laughs> we can't let him in front of a camera anymore. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you know, we're really excited. We work with a really good producer and engineer named Phil Mann uh, out of a Silk City Music Factory in Manchester, Connecticut. Spent a ton of hours, and, you know, we're just going to promote the heck out of that, play a ton of gigs to promote it, and it should be... It, not should be. It will be done by the end of the year. We're really excited uh, about it. You know, we've been playing a lot of the new material live, and a lot of folks have come up and complimented on us, uh, complimented the, the music, and they've said, oh, you know, you got to get that on the record. And I'm like, just you wait. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think just, you know, what Pat said, releasing this album is going to be huge, and we have really put a lot of time into it. A lot of time. And, uh, it's going to be very fun to get it out there because I think that on this album, the first three albums, Pat and I were trying to find who we were, I think. Mm. And um, although there were some gems on the first three albums that we do love, and there are some that will always be dear to my heart on those first three albums, um, I think this album is where we've decided, okay, yeah, this is who we are. This is what we are. This is our sound. And this is the first time that you know, we've really honed that in and not kind of been, you know, as Pat likes to call it, um, potpourri rock. It's a little bit of everything. And we always were just a little bit of everything. And I think this one, you're not going to find any. There's a little more cohesive sound, you know. It's a, it's dark but fun, you know, high energy. People will have to hear it to decide, though. You can throw as many adjectives at the wall as possible. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. It's easier so to hear music than talk about it. Yeah, I mean, so that's that's what's in store for the end of this year. Um, just big album release party, just a lot of fun, gaining some new fans, getting the music out to people's ears, and, you know, world domination on a small scale or a large scale. I'll take it either way. Do you want it? I, I do. <laughs> I don't want that responsibility. I'll take it. With world domination comes great responsibility. Right. <laughs> well... I personally can't wait to hear it. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, we'll definitely get you a copy. <laughs> I'm going to hold you to that one. Well, you guys, it's been fabulous getting to know awesome. the two of you today. Thank you. Thank you Thanks so much. Thanks for having us on. We appreciate it. Well, we'll have to keep in touch, and I wish you all good things. All right. Thank you so much. All the best to you as well. Thank you. Good night. Good night. Hi, I'm Cynthia Kahn, founder of Amuse Now. This featured artist presentation has been brought to you by Amuse Now Entertainment. 
a website that enables artists to profit from their creativity. To learn more about AmuseNow, visit us at www.amusednow.com.